Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden. It is officially draft week, so the first round will kick off on Thursday night and roll throughout the weekend. We are going to have you guys covered on everything Falcons, uh, so please look out for a new show dropping every morning this week to get you guys all prepared for what should be a really fun, exciting event. It always is, uh, and the Falcons are going to come out of this on the backside looking different than they will going into it. That's okay. I like a lot of the moves that they've made. I agree with most of their draft picks the last couple of years, so I'm not really anxious or trepidatious um, about this, but it's really exciting, and we're going to have you guys covered with various topics, uh, breaking it all down in the lead-up to the NFL draft. But please, if you like our content, check out our YouTube channel. You can see me uh, waving if you're watching right now. Uh, Just search Believe in Falcons. Uh, We are going to be popping videos in there all throughout the offseason, training camp season, you know, just moving forward. So please follow along with that. But if you're more of an audio format kind of person, be, uh, be advised that you can follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's awesome that we are uh, that available and that you can hear me wherever you want. So please like, follow, subscribe, all of that stuff, just getting it out of the way early. Um, Ovi has been, you know, on hiatus for for the last little bit. That's kind of our agreement during the offseason. He's busy. I respect that. But he will be back Thursday night after he attends the uh, Atlanta Falcons draft party to break down the first round pick for Atlanta. So Thursday night after they make the selection, you will be able to hear a quick rapid reaction from me. I'll get that up as quickly as I can so that you guys get my thoughts. Um, But then Friday morning, Ovi will join me, or he'll join me Thursday night, but Friday morning is when you'll be able to get the the show. And then we're going to kind of dive deeper into the pick, maybe some other surprising picks that took place during the first round, and really break down like what all it means for Atlanta. Where do they go from here? What are they going to do the rest of the NFL draft? Um, So it'll be much more extensive with Ovi uh, bright and early on Friday morning. And then throughout the rest of the weekend, we'll kind of figure it out, play it by ear. Um, And I'm looking forward to having kind of more of a national draft person um, come on earlier in the week following the draft to kind of really break down all of the picks the Falcons made. In past years, I've had guys like Trevor Sikama, Danny Kelly come on beforehand. But I thought this time it might be better just to have somebody come on on the back end when we know all of the picks that Atlanta has made and they're able to more fully kind of match a player to the team because we know the players that are going to be on uh, Atlanta's roster after the draft and not necessarily before the draft. So that's kind of what we've got coming down the pipe for you guys uh, this entire week. So again, look out for a new show dropping bright and early every day this week, uh, all centered around the NFL draft. So today's topic, we're going to take a look around the NFC South and the team needs what they've done this offseason. It's going to be quick. All of these episodes are going to be hopefully right around 15 minutes. So short, digestible um, for you all there. So that is what we've got on tap for today's episode is just a look around the NFC South. But first, betonline.ag is your number one source for all basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including player reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet online is always your sports information headquarters this season, and they've got you covered for all your sports wagering needs, including basketball, Major League Baseball, 
the NHL, and UFC and boxing. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that is B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, so the NFC South. We're going to start with the Carolina Panthers, who are conceivably on the clock here at uh, number one after making that trade up. No secret. I think everybody is, is under the impression that it's going to be a quarterback and probably one of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Which one the Falcons, sorry, which one the Panthers actually like the most is a little bit of a debate right now. Um, did some reading on it this morning, trying to catch up and have all the latest info. It really does seem like, yes, people around the league, and it's 50 50. And obviously, Bryce Young is considered to be an immensely talented player off structure. He does it as well as anybody. He is incredibly just gifted in a lot of ways and kind of the modern quarterback, what you think their upside can be. Like he has some of those traits that it we've seen the best quarterbacks in the league have and have success using those traits at a very high level. So that's the upside with Bryce Young. But obviously, the size is scary for a lot of teams. And some teams are going to have him maybe off their board altogether because of just how small he is. And we've really not seen quarterbacks outside of Drew Brees and maybe Kyler Murray. But I think it's fair to question, you know, has the Kyler Murray of it all been a massive success for Arizona? Probably not. So do you want to invest the number one overall pick in a player who there are legitimate injury concerns and durability concerns because of his his height and his size? It is just such an outlier at the position. CJ Stroud, on the other hand, it's weird. Like, I know the Ohio State quarterback thing, the resume is not good for that school, but he is at... He is very accurate. He does have some of that dynamic playmaking that we saw against Georgia. It's just that we didn't really see much of that throughout the rest of his college tape. So what do you put more stock in? What he did against, you know, the best team in the country last year in the college football playoff and almost knocked the Bulldogs off or, you know, all of the other stuff that he does really well. It's just that dynamic outside of structure making these plays that Bryce Young does so well. We didn't see too much of that from C.J. Stroud. So anyway, that is kind of what the Panthers are going to be deciding between. It looks like it's going to be those two, one of those two. I would be surprised if it is Anthony Richardson, even though that's a player that a lot of people say, hey, if you want to go for the biggest home run swing possible, you go for Anthony Richardson. I just think it's going to come down to Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. So the Panthers overall have six draft picks. Um, So they've got, you know, the number one overall and then one in the second, one in the third, uh, a couple in the fourth, and one in the fifth. So a lot of you know higher draft picks, no sixes or sevens in there. Um, some of their bigger offseason moves, they also brought in Andy Dalton. So like they're just loading up at the quarterback position. They added Adam Thielen, which is interesting. They added DJ Chark, and they added Miles Sanders. Um, you look at some of their biggest needs, I think still adding a wide receiver after trading away DJ Moore, who I really, really like, is going to be up there. A lot of people are looking at edge because they're transitioning kind of the defense from that more base 4-3 look that they've had into more of a 3-4 hybrid versatile defense like the Falcons have run over the last couple of years. So Brian Burns is obviously still amazing, but do they get more of that stand-up outside edge guy to pair with him? 
Um, that's something that they could be looking at. By and large, though, the Panthers, as they enter this draft, feel a little bit like the Falcons to me in that they're clearly undergoing a lot of transition. But if they nail this draft, I think you could make a case that, hey, given the young talent on the defense and how good that side of the ball has been, just any slight improvement offensively. And the Panthers are kind of feeling a little bit like the Falcons. And could they emerge from the bottom of the pile to enter the NFL playoffs? Who knows? Who knows? But I think that that is, as we look at what are the most volatile teams uh, who could really improve themselves coming out of the draft or you know, just kind of feel like, man, that was a wasted opportunity. The Panthers are very high on that list for me. Yes, it's because they have the number one overall pick, but also I do like some of the individual players they have on this roster. They've just never been able to put it all together. So that is kind of where the Panthers stand currently on Monday as we enter the NFL draft. Let's move over to the rival New Orleans Saints. They have eight picks in this draft. However, their first pick is not until number 29. So they can't really add one of those top, top, top players in this draft unless they move up, which we've seen the Saints do from time to time. They do have some of that extra ammo on day three with a couple of fifth round picks, a couple of seventh round picks. Is that enough for them to package it all together? They probably could move around on on day two with that. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to really, really bump up super duper high into the first round. Who knows? So we've we've seen them make moves uh, of that nature in the past if they really identify a guy. I think that they probably benefit from going with quantity uh, and just adding some guys to the defensive line, a couple of more offensive weapons. They did restructure Michael Thomas a little bit, so they're going to be able to bring him back. They did add Derek Carr. They added Jamal Williams. But what is this Saints team? You know, after losing guys like Shai Tuttle and David Onimata in on the defensive line, Hayden Ellis at linebacker, I'm not really sure what the identity of the New Orleans Saints is right now. I'm not sure if they really are sure of what the identity for this team is. Chris Olave was great last year, but it does feel like they could continue to add to this uh, pass catching group, whether that be with a wide receiver or a tight end. Um, I think they will continue to add to the offensive line. But again, when your first pick is at number 29, maybe that's a great range for one of these top tight ends. And maybe that is something that we've seen. Uh, you know, Derek Carr has obviously liked to uh, rely on tight ends in his past and the saints have not had truly a great tight end. I mean, if you want to factor Taysom Hill in there, but like, he's not actually like a tight end. Uh, Jimmy Graham was, was the last one that was truly like an impact player, I think at the tight end position for the saints. So maybe that pairs up nicely with them. The talent again, the talent is there. It just, I think a lot of it depends on how you feel about Derek Carr. I think maybe he's better than than the Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston pairing that they've had in recent years, but I don't think he's a Drew Brees. I, you know, it's I'm trying to figure out what Alvin Kamara has left in the tank. There's a lot of pieces again that I kind of like. I don't like how it's all coming together in New Orleans, and I feel great about saying that, frankly, because they can they can just kind of go off to the side here. We're a, we're a Falcons friendly podcast. We don't have to spend any more time talking about the Saints. But let's go over to Tampa and. The clear thing here is both New Orleans and Tampa feel like they're coming down the mountaintop, right? Like they they were up here and now they're kind of on the tail end until they can retool things and get back where they feel like they're climbing and where they're ascending. The Panthers and the Falcons kind of feel like they're more on that. They're about to get on the gondola and start going back up the ride a little bit here. So it's just a kind of stock up, stock down thing that I'm seeing in the NFC South. And Tampa, the reason they're in that position, obviously they 
Tampa Bay no longer has Tom Brady. Um, and you're now kind of seeing this team that they built up to really make that push. It's no longer uh, constructed the way that it was. And you don't feel as fearful of this roster as, as you once did. Even, even if Tom Brady was back, you know, like that changes a lot of things in the way that LeBron James kind of will always have um, some veterans of a, of a high floor around him because they want to win. And Tom Brady, more than anybody else in NFL history, signals winning. So that is going to be interesting how they decide to move on from that. They've added Baker Mayfield. Not the same as Tom Brady, <laughs> but are they a team that could potentially be looking at one of these quarterbacks? They're picking at number 19. Um, is that a place where if a Will Levis starts to drop, if an Anthony Richardson starts to drop, somebody like that makes sense for them? I don't know. I think that they really need to invest in their offensive line, uh, their left tackle, their offensive guard spots in particular. And I think that 19 is a nice little spot to maybe add a Broderick Jones or somebody like that um, who is considered one of these top tackles in the class. And, you know, the Buccaneers have not been afraid to draft in the trenches in years past. So I think that that's kind of where they could go. But again, they have nine picks and four of them in rounds six and seven. Usually teams like to not have those picks, but that is a lot of ammo for them to decide to play around in the earlier rounds on, on day one or day two and maybe package a lot of those together to go up and, and maybe jump up from number 19 to number 15 and get Will Levis if he's still there. Something like that. They have a lot of flexibility and ammo to, to make those moves. But, you know, the roster is still, I think, solid on the defensive side, even though Devin White has requested a trade that the Bucks say they probably will not honor. Um, so that's really interesting. But they bring in Chase Edmonds. All right, so that's a, a running back after losing Leonard Fournette. A little bit of a wash there. Um, just not a lot of their moves really impress me. I think that you look at the Saints, you look at the Bucks. Like I said, it's a little bit of a transition for both of those teams. I kind of think you're going to see the Falcons and the Panthers have a more successful 2023 season, even though you look at some of the individual players. And for New Orleans, like I really like Chris Olave. And you look at Tampa Bay and I, you know, I freaking love Levante David and I like Devin White and they brought back Jamel Dean. It's like these individual pieces are still there. Can they put it all together? Um, and I, I don't know if the Saints and the Bucks, if this is going to be the year that they do, which again, more than welcome on my end because I think it's time that the, uh, the Falcons and the Panthers maybe have a little bit of a, a turn at the wheel and reignite that I-85 rivalry. That's always a, a good time here in Atlanta at least. So that's kind of a quick look around the NFC South. Obviously, our main focus is what Atlanta will be doing, and the rest of the week, we're going to be covering that. But today's show was presented, as always, by Bet Online. We're going to, like I said, keep coming daily with little draft topics, just kind of bite-sized segments to keep you guys excited, enthused uh, for this event, but also give you a little bit of information that maybe we wouldn't cover in a longer format or with a guest. So today's show was just a quick look around the NFC South, get you, uh, get you set up for knowing what the other teams may need, what they may look for. Um, so there you have it. Please uh, check back bright and early on Tuesday morning, and we will be bringing you a, uh, a look at what the Falcons might do trade-wise, especially in the first round. Could they trade up? Could they trade back? Probably more likely to trade back, um, but be on the lookout for that bright and early tomorrow morning. Until then, everybody, take care.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.